0: this is a clip from the virtuoso show enriching entertainment through story and sound in today's story segment i am talking about these silk roads a book that was published in 2015 by the historian of the University of Oxford named Peter Frankopan. His childhood obsession led him to write a book that challenges the world to rethink our understanding of history. For Roberta and I, this was a book that allowed us to travel without ever leaving home, all the while spanning vast amounts of territory and time. It had allowed us to reach intellectually beyond our horizons and into the previously unknown origin of civilization. This astonishingly well-researched book covers several continents in many centuries as it takes us along trade networks which connected the East and the West and formed the backbone for goods and ideas to spread from the shores of the Mediterranean to the furthest reaches of Asia. The name derived from the lucrative trade that silk had begun in the Han Dynasty and grew from the German word (laughs) Seidenstrasse, which was coined in 1877 by the geographer Ferdinand von Richthofen. Boy, I cannot pronounce German. The commercial arteries played significant development roles for the civilizations of the Indian subcontinent, Europe, the Middle East, and the Far East, the Horn of Africa and Arabia, just to name a few. While many goods were exchanged, so did ideas flow, spreading philosophies, sciences, technologies, and cultures across significant swaths of land. I think the meaningful message is that growing up, You know, I was taught that Western civilization is the result of the Romans, who were the heirs of the Greeks and who descended from the Egyptians. You know, I thought it would make sense that the Mediterranean deserves its literal name as the center of the world. But Peter's work challenged that view. He helped me to recalibrate my understanding of where our civilizations began. The clever concept here is, How does one rewrite the history of the world? How does one refocus where the center of the world lies? Quite grand ambition is required to seek out this mighty task. There is a story in Greek mythology that Zeus once released two eagles and ordered them to fly around different directions of the earth, and at the point in which they met, this would be known as the navel of the world. The oracle town is known as Delphi, in the south of mainland Greece. But Peter argues that rather than somewhere in the Mediterranean, the true center of the world lies further to the east, and the land of Persia. And his deep amount of research found facts to support the theory. As he says that over two millennia ago, Chinese silks were worn, pottery was used, dishes were flavored with spices, all from thousands of miles away. The enlightened excerpt from the book is that his intention was to shine the light on the origin stories of Central Asia, as he writes, were the true engines of the world. As quoted directly from the book, Today, much attention is devoted to assessing the likely impact of rapid economic growth in China, where demand for luxury goods is forecast to quadruple in the next decade, or to considering social change in India where more people have access to a mobile phone than to a flushing toilet. But neither offers the best vantage point to view the world's past and its present. In fact, for millennia, it was the region lying between the East and the West, linking Europe with the Pacific Ocean, that was the axis on which the globe spun. And I don't have direct quotes from the book. However, I do recall Peter writing about the interesting idea that the Buddha was given form as a direct result of the Greeks spreading their culture into the Indus Valley. Statues of the Buddha first started to be produced after Roman gods arrived. The brilliant blemish, or potentially fabulous flaw, about this whole concept here is that for all the beauty that traveled along the roads, there certainly was a fair share of despair. Violence being a particular culprit as the Mongols wreaked havoc the Slavs conquered, and the Europeans colonized. Also the spread of disease such as the plague decimated thousands of lives. One may also argue that for the need of brevity, this is an occasionally misrepresentative or lopsided viewpoint. However, with the full account of human history, we'd probably be reading forever. That being said, the author does take a particularly harsh style towards writing about the British and American empires. Where he writes highly of most Asian legacies. As we conclude, if you're looking for a new perspective, one that focuses particularly on the Eastern empires, then this book will be right for you. And I'll finish off with these very fitting words The Silk Roads are rising again. Thanks for taking a moment to listen to this excerpt. If you like what you've heard here, maybe you'd enjoy the full show. I invite you to check it out wherever you get your podcasts. If you love what I'm doing and you want to support me, please go to treversthoughts.com and sign up for my email. Alternatively, you can shoot me a quick message at muse at treversthoughts.com. That's M-U-S-E, like the Greek muses. I'll send you an email back and we can begin our relationship from there. Till next time, Aloha.